And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast you've all been waiting for, Legacy Story with Adam Solomini. All right, what a fantastic welcome. Thank you very much. Hey, my name is Adam Solomon, and this is my podcast, Legacy Story. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to rekindle your own legacy story memories and ignite a desire to create more. So I had a few things that I was actually going to be talking about, a few legacy stories, but I decided to throw that out of the window. Why? Because today is my baby girl's birthday. She turns one years old today. That's right. St. Patrick's Day, baby. I guess you could say she's my lucky charm. So I had a plan for the podcast, but you know, this one year birthday got me to thinking about what's happened in the past year. All of the craziness, all of the obstacles. What a year it's been. It's been crazy for all of us. You know, but just thinking about the craziness that was just happening right when we were expecting to have our little baby girl any day and everything that's transpired since made me change my mind about what we're going to talk about today. So today I want to talk about the legacy of positivity and how I used it through the challenges of this last year. Bad things can happen, but where do you take it? Where do you take that negative energy? Are you going to flip it around and turn it into positive energy? Or are you going to let this take you on a downward slide? Anything negative. It could be the smallest negative thing or the biggest negative thing that you can think of. So we're going to start this story a few months before we even gave birth. By we, I mean my wife. She did all the work. I just was a cheerleader. But we live in Texas. And in Texas, as opposed to California, where we came from, there really is no paid leave of absence or paid maternity leave, I should say. You're on your own. And being extremely conscious of money, as I'm sure you know, we went into what is called stork mode. And how I teach it during financial coaching is if you know you're going to have a child, you uh, stop as much extra spending as possible. You stop paying any extra money that you're paying to bring your debt down and you just pile up cash. Well, we certainly had to do this because we wanted to cover what my wife would not be making while she is gone. Now, I had vacation time, so I was still going to get paid uh, while I was gone because I had the time saved up. At this time, I was still working in jewelry. My wife also had a very tiny car, and there was no way we were going to fit three car seats in the back seat of this car, so she also needed another car. So not only were we piling up cash to save up for the birth of the baby and my wife being out of work, we were 
saving up a lot of money to pay for a car in cash. And we literally started doing this two months into the pregnancy, so it's not like we just did this for a few months. So we had a goal, and we cut back on everything and just really started piling up cash for these two things that we knew we needed to save up for. So in December, we were thinking, all right, we're, we're getting a little bit close here, so why don't we go ahead and get the car that we want? We went down to our credit union, received a personal loan because we knew that we could pay back with cash we were saving up, found the right car, went and purchased it. Now, by the time the baby came, we had all the cash that we needed to pay off that car. But for some reason, I had just the slightest doubt on whether or not to throw that cash in or just to keep it until after the baby came home and she was healthy and everything was good, which is what you really need to do when you're in stork mode and you're saving up money anyways. So essentially, we had reached our goals by the time of the birth. Before our lucky charm was going to come into the world, we wanted to, of course, stock up on food and supplies because we knew it was going to be uh, very difficult to get out of the house to do those things, and we were going to be very tired. And we had done this for the other two girls as well, and that all started with our first daughter, where our refrigerator gave out two days before we gave birth. So we actually had to cook all of our food that was in the refrigerator and, and go buy a new refrigerator. And we had all of this food cooked and really lucked out on that too, because it was a blessing. We didn't have to cook any meals. We just defrosted it and cooked it or heated it up and it was ready to go. So because that turned out so well for us, we have done that ever since with all three girls. So about two weeks before the due date, I had gone to the grocery store and just totally stocked up, which was extremely lucky for us because just a few days later were the runs on the grocery stores that we have all seen and heard of and experienced. One thing that I didn't prepare for was the insanity that was the toilet paper crisis. Now, we had enough toilet paper in the house, and we were stocked up on that, but let me tell you about a little residual effect that you might not have realized was also going on at the same time. Because there was no toilet paper in the stores, people started buying out all of the baby wipes. We couldn't find baby wipes anywhere. We had a few boxes, but nothing to prepare us for a long-term quarantine which was headed our way, unbeknownst to anybody. With a little frustration, I had actually posted on Facebook Something to the effect of this. Thanks, jerks, for buying all the baby wipes because you couldn't find toilet paper. People with babies now don't have anything to wipe their butts with. The next thing you know, we received multiple boxes of baby wipes at our doorstep from loving friends and family. So this is all happening right before our baby is born. And my parents were on the way from Colorado down to Texas to help out with the other girls, watch them while we were in the hospital. They were having the same issues at the grocery stores. As you can imagine, they pretty much had to pack all of their food because they needed to get from Colorado to Texas and didn't really want to stop anywhere. So they just stopped and ate sandwiches along the way. 
Next thing you know, the day before the actual due date, we're headed to the hospital. Wife is having contractions, and we are on our way to meet our little lucky charm. My wife usually has very long labors, so we pretty much knew that she was going to be born on St. Patrick's Day. While we were in the hospital, we were watching the news, making sure that nothing crazy was going on in the world, but eventually I decided we needed to turn it off because everything was just extremely negative on the news as usual. I had mentioned to one of the nurses, isn't this crazy what's going on? Luckily, we're here in a hospital, the best place I guess you could be. To which she responded, well, you're one of the last visitors that were allowed in. I explained to her that I was a dad. She said, oh, well, well, you're lucky there too, because I don't know how much longer they're even going to let dad stay. But don't worry, you're able to stay. I didn't want to tell my wife that because that would have been a little bit of extra stress that she did not need. She needed to focus on bringing our little girl into the world. So all of these negative things were happening, but we had prepared with groceries. So that negative didn't need to be a negative. We were positive about what could potentially happen and where we were at in terms of our preparedness. A lot of negative things were going on, but yet I was still able to participate in the birth of my baby girl. And that luckily, <laughs> see what I did there, luckily, that luckily happened on St. Patrick's Day. No, we did not call her Patty or Lucky. A few days later, we were able to take her home where her big sisters were anxiously waiting as well as her grandparents. But because of the timing, nobody else was allowed to come and see her. And that lasted for quite some time. Because right then, just a few days later, quarantine hit. Everything began shutting down. At the time, I was working in jewelry, and they were based out of California, so they pretty much shut down all of the California stores first, and then they moved on to the other stores outside of the state of California. Shortly thereafter, I was placed on furlough, and my wife was on leave. Now, I had already planned on being out for two weeks. As with every one of my girls, I would spend two weeks after the birth, and then two weeks when mom goes back to work. That way, she would feel less stress about where her babies are, because they would be with me for two weeks while she got adjusted to going back to work. But I was placed on furlough, and over the next few weeks, there were rumblings of a reduction in workforce, and they did exactly that. They reduced workforce because they knew they wouldn't be opening at full capacity. They would only be opening at 25% capacity. So they kind of strung it out as far as they could to see if there would be a rapid increase and they would more than likely not get rid of as many people as they had to, but that didn't take place. The quarantine and the limited capacity, at least in Texas, was there to stay. And I don't believe the California stores had even opened a few months into this. Then the word came down and I had found out that I was on the reduction list. Now, I certainly could have taken this extremely negative point in time and let that challenge the positive nature of my personality and mindset. But instead, what I decided to do was see it as a new chapter that was about to begin for me and my family. So brand new baby, major pandemic happening in the world. 
furloughed, let go. My wife is still on leave. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? This is going to be a great new start. This is going to be a great next chapter for my family. And you know what? I saved up a ton of cash for a car and to prepare for my wife's leave of absence from work. And we were in a good spot because of that. Could it have been because of my lucky charm? Well, sort of. As I'm sure you did, we had plenty of time around the house. A lot of it was spent changing diapers, but a good chunk of it was figuring out exactly what I wanted to do. Now, because of the history of my family and how we got out of debt, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a future episode. Our focus on doing the right things and creating a legacy with our money as opposed to creating a legacy for others with our money, along with helping other people through difficult situations with their personal finance. I said to myself, you know what? Why not become a financial coach? That was it. That was my calling. That was the next chapter. So during this shutdown, I did hours and hours, dozens and dozens of hours of trainings and received certifications and really tapped into the personal experience I had with finances and getting out of debt and preparing financially for different milestones in your life. And I launched InFinancer, my financial coaching business. I also wanted to use my jewelry experience in some way and created a video course to help guys in their engagement ring shopping experience. I actually just created a free metals, diamonds, and quality video that you could check out at go.infinancer.com slash ultimate-proposal-guide. And I also created a legacy and leverage course that covers everything from finding the perfect ring without your sweetheart even knowing all the way through the shopping and getting a discount at the jewelry store all the way through the actual proposal and the celebration afterwards. And I think there's 16 different ways to save a bunch of money throughout. But I wanted to use those things as an introduction to me and my financial coaching because I really wanted to help couples that were about to get engaged because most couples go into marriage with a lot of debt. And debt, money issues, fighting over money issues is really one of the top causes of divorce. Now I go into great detail about this in an earlier episode of Legacy Story, so you can check that out. But I'm creating this and my wife is now going back to work and she is absolutely killing it at her job. And I am able to stay at home with the three little girls. Keep in mind during this time, there weren't a lot of daycares that were open. There weren't a lot of the playground daycares or the in-home daycares. Uh, everybody was really guarded against sending their children out. Because we all know what happens when kids go out. I mean, especially young kids, and I have three of them under six years old. They put everything in their mouth. They find a toy. They decide, hey, let me see what this toy tastes like. Uh, hey, what's that on the floor? Let me put that in my mouth. I mean, really didn't want to have all of that going on and have to worry about that. So it certainly was a difficult time, but it also was a blessing because I was able to stay home, reduce that side of stress, and also didn't have to pay for childcare. You see where I'm going with this? 
You getting this? Very negative things going on, yet there are always positives that you can focus on. Part of this new chapter wasn't just creating a business. It was creating memories and having time with my children that I didn't have before. It was the ability to help others. It was me being able to tap into my creativity in the process of creating a business. Now, just by happenstance, I'm helping others in their process of creating a business. You can get knocked down. Everybody gets knocked down. The most important thing is getting back up. And what you do when you get back up, I chose to run forward. I hope you choose to run forward when you get knocked down and get back up. Got knocked down when my wife and I tested positive for COVID and got sick in the middle of the worst winter storm in 70 years. But what was my outlook? We would have had to stay home anyways. A little bit more colder than I'd like. I wish I had power. But we sure did have a great dance party when I was beatboxing and the girls were dancing. We sure did have some great snowball fights. We sure did show the girls a little bit of time management when the power came back on and we knew we had about 15 minutes to knock dinner out. And while all of this is happening, I know we are creating the next best chapter in the book that we're writing. I'm not writing a book. I meant the book of life. Not that book of life. Our book. Of, you know what I'm talking about. So there was a whole year of challenges. The first year of my baby girl's life. A whole year just piled up of challenges, obstacles. But we chose to focus on the things that were positive because we knew they could be found in everything that is negative. And I truly believe if we focused on all of the negative things, we wouldn't have the life that we have today. Some may call it luck. And there probably was a little bit of luck involved. After all, my little munchkin was born on St. Patrick's Day. A lot of it, however, had to do with how we plan for life and where we choose to focus our energy. And that is on the positive things. That's the legacy of positivity. Well, that's it for today's episode of Legacy Story. Thank you for listening. Join me next week for some more legacy stories. And I promise you, in the near future, we are going to have some interviews with some amazing people where we get to listen to their intriguing legacy stories. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, don't forget to follow me on social media at Your Legacy Story, except for on Twitter. It's The Legacy Story. And you can also follow me on social media at InFinancer. If you're interested in changing your trajectory in personal finance, you can also book a free discovery session with me at InFinancer.com. I-N-F-I-N-A-N-C-E-R.com. Until next time, ciao.